say thank you for all the things that you have done. Lord, for the work, for people being in church this morning here at uh, North Brooklyn. Lord, at uh, Brother Hiram Davis's and Fleshman's and uh, Lord, in other churches where they meet to preach your word. We thank you for the work you're doing in hearts and lives. We thank you for answers to prayer. We thank you for you being able to see the unseen hand of God moving on our behalf and providing and working in hearts and lives. We thank you for your healing. We thank you for your strength. And we're thankful most of all, Lord, that no matter what goes on in this world, we can simply trust you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Walk. There we go. Nice and orderly, carefully walk. Take your Bibles, if you would. Let's go to 1 John chapter 1. And I'm not sure that we're going to uh, do the entire gospel of 1 John, but we're going to get a good start. It's just a neat verse, neat place in the Bible to be, especially this time of the year, as we talk about faith in Jesus Christ, our Savior And let's just start in 1 John, that's the little book at the end, chapter 1, verse 1 says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us, That which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. Now, as you read that, I hope you you can see, as I do in there, the intensity at which John begins this letter. I mean, it's not, uh, dear brother so-and-so, how are you? Now here's my information. Uh, Paul would often uh, give the names of other people and say, the brethren salute you and all of this, and then get into the, the, the message. Uh, and John... Is, is four sentences ahead of you before you even catch a breath to follow up with him. I mean, he is really uh, just uh, a, a vehemence here, an intensity that is really unparalleled in, in almost any of the other letters in the Bible uh, that were written. And so we, we want to try to grab a hold of that if we can, but... As we talk about the Incarnation, as we talk about Jesus being born in Bethlehem's manger, here's what John has to say. He said, that which was from the beginning. I mean, how many times have you ever said, well, originally I'm from, and boy, we could fill in the blanks around here, couldn't we? Michigan and Idaho and Maryland and 
and uh, Indonesia and Japan and Brazil and I mean we could fill Philippines all over the Philippine Islands, Russia, and Romania. I'm going to miss somebody here, uh, but we have people that are from all over the world, right here in this room. Now you know what that means. It means you lived there before you lived here, right? Well, here's where Jesus lived before he lived here, the beginning. Do you you get that? You see, some people take this verse and they try to make Jesus originate at the beginning. But John is very careful in his words here. He said, that which was from the beginning. He was already living there before the beginning began. Otherwise, you couldn't say that. He is the eternally self-existent one. John is identifying him as the I am that I am in Exodus chapter 3. In John chapter 1, it says, in the beginning, God. Well, John said... He was already there. He's from the beginning. He lived there before he lived here. And then he goes on to add all of these things. These phrases that are just so telling. And you can understand here as John gets down into verse 3 that he says that in verse 2 he says we bear witness, we show it. Uh, we've heard, we declare it. John, could we say, is excited about his relationship with Jesus Christ. Could we say that? Based on these verses? I believe we can. I believe we have a strong case for that. That John was completely captivated. He was completely possessed, we may say, Because of his relationship with Jesus Christ, everything that made John tick was connected to the time he spent with Jesus Christ. Wouldn't it be a wonderful testimony to maintain? Everything about my life is because of time I spent with Jesus. That's saying quite a bit, isn't it? He says, that which we have seen, I mean, that which was from the beginning. And he said, we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life. Now, he says, we heard, we've seen with our eyes. We looked upon and our hands have handled. People have made many, many different statements. Maybe you at one time have actually said this. I just wish God would speak from heaven that I could know it was God. I've had many people say something like that over the years. And I always take them to Second uh, Peter chapter 1. We have a more sure Word of prophecy. 
Peter says, I heard God speak from heaven twice. He says, but we have a more sure word of prophecy. This is John's uh, way of saying that same thing. He said, I heard him speak with my ears. He heard Jesus say, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. He heard Jesus speak and the wind stopped blowing and the waves stopped roaring and it was perfectly still. When just moments before, you have to understand, these men had spent their life on the Sea of Galilee. If they were worried about their safety, what that meant was, the average guys were already dead. Uh, the guys that didn't know what they were doing, they're already drowned and gone. These, these are the most stalwart and these are the people that knew this, this lake as well as any man. They had confidence that they could handle the elements of this lake. And they were overwhelmed and they said, Lord, don't you care that we perished? Perish? And he, all he did was stand up and said, Peace be still when the waters lay down. John said, I heard him. I heard him. He said, We saw with our eyes when he spit in the dirt and made some mud and smeared it on a man's face and told him to go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And he came back seeing. John said, we saw. John was there when they went into Jairus' home and his daughter was dead and the mourners were already wailing and making a big to-do. And he just reaches down and says, little maid, arise. And she sits up in the bed. He was there when they rolled away the stone from Lazarus' door. He heard Jesus say, Lazarus, come forth. And I don't know who said this. Anybody could have many times. But if he hadn't said, Lazarus, come forth, every grave in the world would have emptied. One of these days he's going to do that. Amen? One of these days he's going to call every one of us out of our graves to meet him in the air. I have a feeling that may happen before some of us get there, huh? You see, he said, we heard. We have seen with our eyes. We looked upon. Do you think he might have been talking about the Garden of Gethsemane? When they tried to watch the Lord for three hours and fell asleep? Do you think he might have been talking while Jesus was hanging on the cross and he stood there with Mary, his mo Jesus' mother at the cross? Do you think he may have been talking about looking upon the Lord as they wrapped him up and put him in that tomb? What do you think he did when Jesus walked through the wall of the upper uh, room? on that first Sunday night of Resurrection Day. Betty sat there and looked. Wouldn't you? And he said, and our hands have handled 
what did Jesus say? He said, fear not. He said, neither be ye afraid. Be not faithless, but believing. He said, give me something to eat and I'll show you I'm real. And they gave him a, a, a fish and honeycomb and, and he ate that in, in their presence to prove that he was not a spirit, but that he was real. And, uh, you know, uh, just a side issue there, another Baptist distinctive being brought to the forefront. Jesus said, I'm proving I'm alive. Give me something to eat. Amen. Um, and so we enjoy things like that. But John is simply saying, listen, that he was from the beginning. We've heard him. We've seen him. We've handled him. Reached out and touched him. But if you read the grammar there, you take all these phrases out because these are descriptive phrases. And John is just simply saying, that of the word of life. He says, Jesus is the word of life. And you'll notice that that word in your King James Bible is capitalized. Because that is a term that refers to deity. If you go back to John chapter 1, and we won't take time tonight to do that, in the beginning was what? The Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. You see, you cannot... Nor should you ever try. And if someone does, you know you're in trouble and you need to get out of there. You cannot separate the written Word from the living Word. There is no, if you like big terms, there is no dichotomy there. You want to sound intelligent? Use words like that. and People think you're smart. Um, But... There is no division, there's no separation because the written Word and the living Word are how we get saved. Amen? Could you get saved without your Bible? Now, I understand there's some people out there that say, if somebody gave you the Gospel out of anything but a King James Bible, you really didn't get saved. That's not where we are. If somebody gave you the gospel out of any other Bible than a King James Bible, they had to look for it harder, number one. Because it's harder to find in the other versions. And if they did that, they, they probably weren't as learned or uh, as they should have been. They were ignorant of some things. If you speak English, this is the Bible you ought to use. Uh, but we're, we're not going to go and try to make your Bible some magical formula that gives you salvation. It's faith in Jesus Christ. Are we together on that? The reason I tell you about stuff like that is in hopes that you'll never meet any of those... Um, uh, um, could I just say intellectually challenged people... Uh, who try to propound those strange and absurd doctrines. But if you should, that you would know how to identify them, 
you see, you cannot be that foolish by mistake. Somebody's got to teach it to you. And there's a lot of false teachers out there. And when somebody shows up with false teaching, you need to identify with it. Identify it, not with it. You need to identify the false teaching and get yourself out of there. I don't want to be around this kind of thing. And and yet, I want to be emphatic that Jesus is the living word and your Bible is the written word. If you want to see Jesus, there's only one place you're going to see him today. Right here. This is the only place you can see Jesus. Because this is the only place you can learn about him. This is the only book in the world that will tell you authoritatively who Jesus is, what, what he did. He said, but I just want a picture. The Bible didn't give us one. You want me to tell you why? Because if you saw a real living picture of Jesus Christ as he walked on the earth, you wouldn't be impressed. The Pharisees weren't. The scribes weren't. Isaiah said he grew up as a root out of a dry ground. There was nothing about him that would draw us to him. It's not like Hollywood does. And and I understand that the people who respect uh, the Lord Jesus uh, do it in such a way that everybody that comes anywhere near him just stands there in awe. But that, that was not the way Jesus was treated on the face of this earth. What did they say? When, when Jesus told the guy, the, 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 the paralyzed guy that got dropped down through the roof, he said, thy sins be forgiven thee. And they said, who can forgive sins but God alone? And Jesus said, just so you can know that I have the power to forgive sins, is it easier to say your sins be forgiven or rise up, take your bed and walk? And he says, get up, take your bed and walk. And he did it. And it said they marveled that God had given such power to men. You see, there was nothing about Jesus' physical appearance. He was so much a man that the the Pharisees could not believe that he is God. And this is what John is saying. He is the word of life. Because there is salvation in no other name. There is none other name given under heaven among men whereby we what? Must be saved. This is John's testimony here. He said, I've seen him. I heard him. I actually reached out and touched him. I sat there and stared at him on many occasions. But I want to tell you something. It's that which is the word of life. If you're going to have life, there's only one place you can go, and that is to the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's only one place you can find out about Him, and that's in the written Word of God. John puts all that, the Word of life. Could you imagine the Word of life being laid in Bethlehem's manger? 
the source of life. All life. You know, this is something that's just amazing to me. If you stop and think about it a minute. Where did you get your life? From my mom and dad, right? Anybody here didn't have mom and dad? You, you got your life from something living. Human life comes from human life. Where did Adam and Eve get their life from? And God said, let us create man in our image and after our likeness. And he breathed into them the breath of life. There is no life outside of God. And yet these evolutionists, how many of you heard about the, uh, the creature that they found on the surface of Mars? It looked like something out of a horror movie, they said. And later they found out it was an eroded rock. But you know, if you watch some of those old sci-fi movies, they have living rocks in the sci-fi movies. I mean, they, you can do all kinds of stuff, right? Uh, the extremes that people will go to to try to deny life comes from God. Amen. And God took himself and wrapped the presence of the eternal God in one cell of a human being and implanted that cell in the womb of a woman called Mary and used the natural life process to bring forth her firstborn son and wrap him in swaddling clothes, laid him in a manger. You know what? John wasn't old enough, as far as we understand, to see Jesus in the manger. He was one of the youngest of the disciples. None of the disciples except possibly Judas, were even in the Jerusalem area. But John got to walk with him for three and a half years, ate with him, heard him teach, sat there and said, I'm with Peter. He is the Christ, the Son of the living God. I'm with Peter. This is a hard saying. I don't know how we're supposed to eat his flesh and drink his blood. That doesn't make a bit of sense to me. But where shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. That's what John's writing right here. He said, we seen him. We heard him. Touched him. 
who looked upon it. That which is of the word of life. He said, but I'm adding my personal testimony to it. Peter said, we've not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you. He said, we didn't make this up. John says, that which was from the beginning, because he was, he was before the beginning began. All God's people said, Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you tonight. And Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for Jesus, who is the word of life. We're thankful that this word has reached down to us here tonight. Lord, as I have looked out over the group of people here, I don't know of anyone here tonight that has not given a testimony of personal faith in that word of life. Lord, we thank you that you are the God who saves us. And we thank you for all that you've done. And Lord, we're asking you to help our church to move forward and to see and expect the miracles that we need. And Lord, the greatest miracles are those that you need to work daily in our lives to allow us to be your servants. It's in Jesus' name we pray these things. Before we finish that prayer, if you need to just slip out and spend a few moments, the altar is open. We'll get right into our prayer time in just a few minutes. But if you need to talk to the Lord about this, the altar is open. Let's spend a few moments with Him tonight.